Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 33. Welcome to the program, everybody. My name is Brian Holmes, and you have found the Strategic Living Podcast, where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, awakening dreams, activating destinies. Hey, we want to see you healed, your mind renewed and transformed. It is our great desire to see you become all that God has created you to be. Well, it's going to be a great episode today. We're still talking about relationships, and I am excited about what we're going to be talking about today. So I want you to just find a comfortable place to relax and to engage your heart and mind. Let's get started, everybody. Always a pleasure to have you with us, and here we are, episode 33 the Strategic Living online radio program. What a great opportunity it is for us to continue in this discussion about relationships. If for some reason you have not been able to listen to episode 31 and 32 respectively, I would really encourage you to go back. We we got off into this discussion on relationships and it seems as though each episode we just got a little bit deeper and more things began to kind of be unpacked, and uh, we've been getting tremendous response. I'm so grateful for those of you who have commented, who have hit us on Facebook and Twitter and just engaged us in this conversation. Relationships, man, what would life be without them? And number two, the fact that we have this interface with each other in life requires us to talk about the very things we've been discussing here on the program. Well, what does it look like to be engaged in a healthy, life-giving relationship? How can one really gauge or measure which relationships are good for you and which ones are not? How do you know? Are there certain characteristics you look for? Are there certain qualities that, that are present in healthy relationships? Are there certain qualities that maybe are also present in not-so-healthy relationships that can be markers or identifiers for us? I believe so, and we want to talk about some of those today. So we're going to be looking at these questions and others just like them, and I am so, so ready to engage this conversation with you. You know, the Bible has so much to say about relationships. As a matter of fact, there are literally hundreds and hundreds of verses of Scripture that, whether directly or in some implied way, speak to our engagement with others in a relationship. You know, the Bible says that it's not good for man to be alone. We know that's the context of a man and a woman being together, but the truth is we were made to engage in life with other people. And so a few scriptures that we've looked at regarding that, Proverbs 13, 20 says, He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. It's it's a good thing to hang out with good people. It's a very wise thing to hang out with wise people. It's when you 
connect with, relate with, and do life with. Choose to do life with people who are on a destructive path that you find yourself in all kinds of trouble. Proverbs 18.24 says, A man of too many friends comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 17.17 says, A friend, this is a great quality, a friend loves at all times, and a true brother is born for adversity. You want to know who a true brother is? It's that person that will walk with you through everything you're going through and be happy about it. Well, it's going to be a great conversation. I could share with you more scriptures, but I think that gives us a great basis from which we can begin this conversation. Well, over the last number of weeks, we've talked to you about the five levels of relationships, really six if you consider that we relate to ourselves. We, we have to know ourselves, be resolved about who we are, and we have to have a healthy heart, a healthy soul. Then, of course, we relate with family, with close friends, with acquaintances. That's a different layer or different level of friendships. We relate with the crowd. That's just the mass of people out there that we come into contact with, but we may or may not have intimacy with. And then, of course, there's that interesting category of relationships that we call enemies and fools and that's the one that tends to get us into some trouble i would i like to uh, present to you there's actually seven levels of relationship we relate to ourselves but we also relate to god to god to ourself to family to close friends acquaintances the crowd and then of course enemies and fools so we we kind of began there in episode number 31 and from there, I want to begin to look at something today that I think will help you. You know, those those levels of relationships that we talked about there, friends, acquaintances, the tribe, the crowd, enemies and fools, etc., uh, really, it's so important you know how those are defined. You have to be very clear on the, the qualifications or the criteria that makes that circle that circle. And because if you don't know really how to define each of those levels, then you're not really sure where to place people in your relationship matrix. And, you know, in the context of, of those levels, you have different kinds of relationships, such as, of course, you know, we've talked about family, but you've got mentors, you've got teachers, spiritual leaders, peers, friends, workplace relationships, casual acquaintances, people you just do bowling with, that sort of thing. Uh, but you you got to know where these people fit in all of that. Today, I want us to hone in on the more intimate area, and that is family, mentors, teachers, spiritual leaders, friends, peers. What what are the quality characteristics of a healthy, a very healthy, a godly, a life giving relationship? What does that look like? And I believe I've got seven things here that really provide to us a, a grid by which we can test and measure and assess the quality of these relationships. So let me just give you the seven. Let's just dive off here and see where this goes. The first quality characteristic of a healthy, life-giving relationship is love. And that sounds sort of vanilla, I know. 
But the truth of the matter is, is that God himself is love. And in order for something healthy, godly, and life-giving to be present in a relationship, it has to be built on the foundation of a love relationship. And I'm not talking about a romantic love relationship. I'm speaking of a relationship that is saturated in, wrapped in the the basis of loving one another. Love thy neighbor. Love thy friend. Care for. Truly be interested in. That, That measure of the God kind of love being extended to someone and receiving that same kind of love from someone. One of the greatest commandments that God gave us is love thy neighbor, which that word neighbor there doesn't mean the guy living next door only. It means love the person you do life with as you love yourself. That's why one of these five layers we talked about is the relationship one has with him or herself. Because if you are really struggling with self-hatred, self-pity, you have self-worth issues or self-esteem issues, you will relate with others exactly the same way as you relate to yourself. You can't give someone else something that you haven't given yourself. You say, well, that's self-love. Yes, yes. You cannot hate yourself and love others with a genuine and pure heart. It's impossible. I'll take it a step further. Let's talk about this. The Bible tells us that we cannot say that we love God. And boy, this this affects a lot of people in the category of Christianity. We can't say we love our God and we hate our brother. Because you, you cannot have this dichotomy, this disconnect. We cannot love God our creator and hate someone or not love someone who is just as much a part of God as we are. Love is the quintessential foundation piece. It is the centerpiece. It is the essence on which everything else must be built. There has to be this presence of God in a relationship, which is, in fact, the basis of love. So one of the seven quality characteristics of a healthy, life-giving relationship, the first one is love. So what is the second one? Well, the second characteristic that I'd like to share with you is honor. Honor. And I want to talk about this just for a moment. Honor is one of those things that has really been lost in our society. There was a day when, when a woman would walk into a room that a man would show that lady honor by getting up from his seat and offering her a chair. There was a time in our culture when honor was so present and so much a part of the fabric of who we were as a nation or as a people that when someone who was an elder or someone who had served in the military or someone who had made sacrifices or was perceived to be someone of greater stature or wisdom or season, walked into a room. The younger crowd would stand just out of honoring. That honor is gone. It really breaks my heart to say this, but we we have lost the culture of honor. 
Mike Murdoch calls this a, a real challenge in that he says that honor at its base point is celebrating someone's difference. It is, it is recognizing and celebrating and, and just enjoying this idea that, you know what, you are different than me, but that's okay. I honor the difference in you. Honor. One of my great mentors, Bishop Tudor Bismarck, talks about honor being the greatest seed that anyone can sow. And of course, if you're in the Christian world, we know that we, we offer the tithe to the Lord because that belongs to him. We also sow seed. We, we give in offerings. We support people who are less fortunate. We give to charities and all this type of thing. And those are seeds that we plant. Also, another type of seed is the seed of time, where we sow seeds of time into people's lives and we give of our time. There's all kinds of seeds one can sow, but the greatest seed you can ever sow is the seed of honor. When it comes to honor, and we're talking about family now, it really breaks my heart that in the Western world, there is such a, an absence of honor in the home when it comes to children toward their parents or even children toward their grandparents. We're commanded by God to honor our father and our mother so that our days might be long on the earth. And I'm, I'm just challenging all of us in this season to, to place the kind of esteem and honor on those that we should honor. The Bible tells us, commands us to give honor where honor is due. The Bible also tells us that to him that knows to do good and does it not, to him it's sin. So I would su submit to you that not giving honor, not showing honor, not sowing honor where honor is due is as much of a sin as committing murder. Honor is one of these seven quality characteristics of a healthy and life-giving relationship, whether it's a friend, a peer, a mentor, a teacher, a spiritual leader in your life a family member, whoever it might be, there is something powerful when honor is given. Something very amazing takes place when we honor those to whom honor is due. The third characteristic about a healthy and life-giving relationship I'd like to share with you is truth, honesty, and integrity. Truth, honesty, and integrity. I'm not sure how any relationship can really stand in a healthy state if it is not grounded in truth, honesty, and integrity. For a relationship to be built on a lie, for a relationship to function under the auspices of untruth and misdirected givings, for a relationship to, to really be a farce and to continue and be perpetuated on the basis of a premise that is not based in truth to me, is very unhealthy and very ungodly, and it's certainly not life-giving. The Bible says you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The Bible commands us to, to speak the truth in love. The Bible commands us to walk honestly and with integrity before the Lord and before men. And in doing so, we obtain favor and blessing and honor. If you want to have a healthy relationship with someone, 
measure the the level of truth, honesty, and integrity that is present in that relationship. You know, one of the areas that that applies to is this. If, If a friend is misbehaving or following out a path in their life that's destructive or damaging, a true friend, a true friend, a true friend is going to speak the truth to that person. We have come to a point in our culture and society where we are so concerned about offending someone, we're so concerned about losing a friend or or making somebody mad or being politically correct that we no longer speak the truth. We will accommodate untruth. We will accommodate unrighteousness. We will accommodate all kinds of nonsense in order to maintain what we project to be a relationship. So if you're maintaining a relationship on the basis of untruth, if you are working really hard to to keep a relationship intact and to do so, you have to avoid speaking the truth to someone about their behavior, about the, the relationship, about maybe the way they make you feel. If, if you're not being honest and walking in integrity in that relationship in order to keep it, I would say to you that's not a life-giving relationship, not a healthy relationship. The fourth characteristic that I'd like to share with you is mutual respect. Mutual respect. And this is a really important one because Every one of us, on some level, want to be respected for what we know, what we believe, who we are, for our opinions, for our knowledge, for our experience. It is a a part of the human condition that we desire to receive the respect of others. And I find that this is challenging, and it even has been for me, because while I, I want people to respect me, I find that sometimes I don't necessarily offer that in return. And if I might be so bold here, if I don't show respect, I won't receive respect. And so sometimes the lack of respect that I receive is a result of or the fruit of my showing little respect to others. Mutual respect is about recognizing the value, the worth the experience, the knowledge, the grace that is on someone else's life, even if it's different than you, and respecting what they bring to the table in the relationship, even if their opinion is different than yours. Vice versa, if you have someone in your life that demands your respect and wants you to agree with everything they have to say and wants to constantly be right, It's the I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right battle that goes on. Then each party in that relationship needs to understand this concept of mutual respect because until we can learn to respect and value each other's worth, then we're unlikely to receive the benefits that could be a part of that relationship. And if it's constantly this battle, then that relationship is not life-giving mutual respect. Number five is a really big one. The fifth quality characteristic of a healthy, life-giving relationship is trust. Trust. 
And this is a big deal for a lot of people because if you've done life very long, if you've had a handful of relationships in your lifetime, at some point, it's very likely that trust has been violated. And I know there's a school of thought out there that trust has to be earned. I would like to submit to you that trust is given. I believe you and I have a choice. I believe we choose to trust, which means we choose to be vulnerable. We choose to put our neck on the line. We choose to put our life and our heart in someone else's hands. Trust. Now, I completely agree and understand that if someone has been given my trust and they violate that trust, then from that point forward, the criteria may be a little different for how they earn my trust back, if they even can. But I will, I'm dealing with a situation right now in, in our world where some folks that, uh, that I know are struggling in this area of their lives. They, they are having a very difficult time trusting. And when distrust is a primary component of a relationship, be it a marriage, a friendship, a business partnership, if there is a fundamental distrust in the heart of either individual, that relationship is doomed to failure. It is doomed to some implosion. There is going to be destructive behaviors and consequences that take place because distrust always leads to self-sabotage. And healthy, godly trust is a part of any healthy, life-giving relationship. Trust. In order to receive the benefits and the blessings and the life that comes from someone else, there comes a point when you have to put your heart on the line and say, you know what, I choose to trust the God in you. I choose to trust your heart. I choose to trust that you will steward my heart and my destiny and my relationship with you in a way that's worthy of our friendship. It's a choice that has to be made. To struggle with trust is to doom the relationship. So let's review to this point the top five quality characteristics. Not in any order, by the way. Just I happen to be giving these to you in this order, but none of these are more important than the other. But number one was love. Number two is honor. Number three was trust, honesty, and integrity. Number four, mutual respect. Number five was trust. S- the sixth Quality characteristic of a healthy, life-giving relationship is covenant. Now, let me define what I mean by covenant. The word covenant is just another word for contract, really. It's another word for an agreement. It's another word for an arrangement that is agreed upon, certain terms being a part of that. We think about a marriage covenant, and there are things that are exchanged by way of vows in a marriage covenant, and that those form the guidelines by which that marriage is carried out and and walked out. But when I talk about covenant relationship, we're talking about faithfulness, loyalty, commitment. There's a big word, commitment. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. No. (laughs) When it comes to covenant relationship, when the going gets tough, you steady yourself and you stand firm 
and you remain loyal and committed to a relationship even when things are not going so well. To me, this is one of the primary characteristics that I long for in a relationship is are we relating to each other on a covenant level? Faithfulness, loyalty, commitment, consistency. Even when things get nasty, when the bullets are flying around our head, are you going to have my back? Are you going to be standing here with me? When I'm going through all kinds of hell, when I'm going through trials, when I'm going through difficulties, is our relationship based in covenant enough that when I come up for air, I'm going to see you standing there in the trenches with me, doing life with me? To me, that's what relationship is really all about. Number seven, this is the last characteristic that I want to share with you today, is reciprocity. Reciprocity. Love, honor, truth, mutual respect, trust, covenant, and reciprocity. What do you mean reciprocity, Brian? Well, this is what I call the great exchange of life. This is where I am pouring out of my essence into you, and you are pouring out of your essence into me. There's there's no place for selfishness in a relationship that is characterized by a heart of reciprocity. I'm not just looking to be a taker. I am here to give as well. I'm not looking just to benefit from you and what you can do for me. I believe that God has brought us together in a covenantal relationship, and the very fact that he joined us together for this relationship means there's something that I can do for you and be a blessing to you, and there's a way that you can be a blessing to me. It is the law of reciprocity. It's give and take. It's sowing and reaping. One of the things that I find very disturbing is that in so many relationships, people join to your tribe or get around in your circle because they perceive that by being close to you, they can get something from you that will help them to become what they're trying to be. And, you know, maybe there's nothing wrong with that in its purest sense. However, the very idea of relationship is a two-way street. The very idea of, of relating with someone is not just for what I can get from you. It is how can we exchange life together? How can we benefit each other? How can you draw on my strengths and how can I draw on your strengths? That's reciprocity. And I believe it's a very, very valuable tool in healthy, life-giving relationships. So let me review. The seven quality characteristics of a healthy, life-giving relationship are as follows. Number one, love. Number two, honor. Number three, truth, honesty, and integrity. Number four, mutual respect. Number five, trust. Number six, covenant. Number seven, reciprocity the great exchange. So here's some questions for you to consider today as we wrap up this episode. If you were to sit down and really assess the relationships you have in your life today, how do they measure up to these quality characteristics? Are they life-giving relationships? Or do you seem to be the person who is constantly giving of yourself but never receiving anything in return? 
is that relationship grounded in a spirit of love? Is there honor being given both ways there? Is there really a culture of honor in that relationship? Do you feel as though those relationships that you're looking at and assessing, are they based in truth? Is is that friendship the kind of relationship that if if either one of you are are out of line, that you can look at each other and say, you know what, I don't like the way you you did that. I, I want to call you on that. I want to hold you accountable. Can you speak the truth and love to someone without them being offended? What about mutual respect? Do you feel as though that you you are constantly giving the respect and honor that's due someone else, but they're not returning that to you? What about trust? Boy, this is one God's really been teaching me about. What about trust? Is there really genuine, authentic trust in those relationships? You feel as though the relationships could be characterized or qualified as covenant relationships where there's faithfulness and loyalty and and mutual commitment to one another? What about reciprocity? Is there a beautiful exchange of life taking place on an ongoing basis? These are the questions that you have to ask as you assess and look at these relationships. One more way I want to ask you to look at this is grade yourself. Are you relating with others? Are you offering love? Are you offering honor? Are you offering truth, honesty, and integrity? Do you offer others in your world the respect they are due? Hey, do you extend unconditional trust to the people you relate with? Or are you struggling with trust because of previous experiences where trust has been violated? Are you faithful in your relationships? Are you loyal? Are you committed? Are you willing to give of who you are so that someone else can benefit? How do you perform in these relationships? The last question I'd like you to consider is this. What relationships do you have in your life today that if you're very, very honest before God, you recognize that those relationships are not healthy, they're not godly, and they're not life-giving they are sapping you of energy. They are, they are leeches that are taking life from you. They are there for selfish reasons. They have agendas that are not mutually beneficial. And are you willing to address those relationships and, if necessary, walk away from them in order that you might make space for the kinds of relationships that God would love to send to you that would truly add value and add life to you? I hope you'll take time to consider these questions, and I hope you will go to the show notes of this episode, go down to the comments section, brianholmes.com forward slash 033, and leave a comment. Answer these questions. Let's have a conversation about the relationships you have in your life and how we can all take our relationships to the next level. Well, you know, I thought I was going to do maybe one or two weeks on relationships and more and more things keep popping up in my heart and in my mind. So next week, I'm going to do another session on relationships, and we're going to talk about the law of association, the law of association. And I believe it's going to help you. Here's what it's going to be about. A man who hangs out with fools is a fool. A wise man hangs out with wise men. 
you've heard the old adage, you become the environment you put yourself in. If you have crazy people around you, you're going to act crazy. And here's the thing. When I associate or yoke myself to relationships that have certain characteristics in them that are not so good, that I'm going to basically sentence myself to outcomes that look like those relationships. So I want to talk about the law of association next week. I think it'll be helpful to you, and I look forward to sharing that idea with you. Well, I want to just remind you that on Wednesday, March the 19th at 7 p.m., Wednesday, March 19th, 7 p.m., I'm going to be offering a free webinar on our website called The Power of Planning and Setting Goals. The Power of Planning and Setting Goals. You say, that's a really uh, vanilla subject. Well, let me tell you what. If it's so vanilla, I'd love for someone to explain to me why so few people have written goals. I, I would love for someone to help me understand why if I were to poll 100 people here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, why probably less than 10% of them have one written goal and certainly have not developed a real plan for achieving and accomplishing the things that God has given them to do. I want to talk about the power of planning and setting goals because it is something that we must do. It is a biblical principle. It's a command in Scripture. It is paramount to our success. And you'll be able to find that particular webinar at brianholmes.com forward slash teleseminar. And, of course, we'll have advertisement for it on the front page of the website as well. We'd love to have you join us for that. I've been teasing you for several weeks. We are still working on, we're having some difficulty, I'll be honest with you, uh, nailing down specific dates and venues around holidays and school functions and different things uh, in the month of May. So we're looking at... Uh, when we can nail down the New Beginnings Encounter Weekend in Houston, Texas. And as soon as we have that, I promise you, we're going to share it with you. I really, really, really want to encourage you to uh, share what we're doing here with friends that you know. On Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, word of mouth, just say, hey, at brianholmes.com, there's some really great things taking place. You really should avail yourself of the podcast, the Monday Mastery video segments, the webinars. And I, my goal, my heart, is to help others, and as many others as I can, really become all God's called them to be. And I would really want to ask you to help us to get that word out. Well, again, if you'd like to comment on this episode, please go to brianholmes.com forward slash 033. Go down to the show notes, and we would just really love to hear from you, your comments, your questions, your feedback, how you're processing what we're putting out there. We'd just love to hear from you. Also, want to encourage you to subscribe to our weekly updates at brianholmes.com. You can do that by filling out the email subscription on the right-hand column of our website. If you find the podcast of value, I'd sure appreciate it if you would subscribe to us in iTunes. Maybe jump on iTunes and give us a five-star rating and write a review for us. That helps us in our visibility. Well, until next time, we bless you. 
Go be all you can be. We'll see you next week.